Hello, so nice to meet you at this daily motivational meeting, reading quotes from world scriptures to empower positive vibe. We're reading the book from the beginning. Please find all the videos at our channel. And today's uh, stories. Topic is great of the prodigal son. There was a man who had uh, two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that falls to me, and he divided his living between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took his journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in loose living. And when he had spent everything, a great famine arose in that country, and he began to be in wind. So he went and joined himself to one of the citizens of the country, who sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would be gladly have fed on the pods that... Uh, this one Sweet ate and uh, no one gave him anything but when he came to himself uh, he said how many of my father's uh, hired servants have bread enough and to spare but i perish here with hunger i will rise and go to my father and i will say to him father i have sinned against heaven and before you and i am no longer worth it to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But uh, while he was yet at a distance, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have seen it against heaven, and before you I am no longer what it to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and make merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to make merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of his servants and asked what this meant. And he said to him, your brother came home and your father has killed the fated calf because he has received him safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Lo, this many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a kind 
and that uh, I might make merry with my friends. But when the son of yours came, who has devoured you living with the herald, say you killed for him the fated calf. And he said to him, son, you are always with my, me, and uh, all that uh, is mine is yours. Uh, it um, was uh, fitting to make merry and be glad for this. Your brother was dead and is alive. He was uh, lost and is found. Another story. It is like a young who, on attaining manhood, leaves his father and runs away. For long he dwells in some other country, 10 or 20 or 50 years. The older he grows, the more needy he becomes. From the first, uh, the father searched for his son, but in vain. And meanwhile, he has settled in a certain city. He, his home becomes very rich. At this time, the poor son wandering uh, through village after village and passing through countries and cities at the last richer the city where his father has settled. Always has the father been thinking of his son, yet uh, though he has been parted from him over 50 years, he has never spoken of the matter of anyone, only pondering over it within himself and cherishing regret in his heart as he regrets. Old and worn, I own much wealth, gold, silver and jewels, garnets and treasures overflowing, but I have no son. Someday my end will come and my wealth will be scattered there and lost for there is no one to whom I can leave it. If I could only get back my son and commit my wealth to him, how contented and happy should I be with never I further anxiety. Meanwhile, the poor son hired for wages and here and there unexpectedly arrives at his father's house, seeing his father posted of such great power, he was seized with fear, regretting that um, he had come to this place, and secretly reflects, this must be a king or some uh, of a royal rank. It is no place for me to obtain anything to, for hire of my labor. I had better to go to some poor hamlet where uh, there is a place for letting out my labor and food and clothing are always easier to get. If I tarry here long, I may suffer oppression and forced service. Reflecting thus, he hastens away. Meanwhile, the rich elder and his uh, lion seat uh, has recognized him, son, the first sign, and with the great joy in his heart, he has also reflected. Now um, I have some one to whom I may bequeath my treasures or wealth, 
always I have been uh, thinking of my son with no means of seeing him, but suddenly he himself has come and my longing is uh, satisfied. Though worn with years, I earn for him as of old. Instantly he dispatches his attendants to pursue him quickly and fetch him back. Thereupon the messengers hasted forth uh, to save him. The poor son, surprised and scared, loudly cries his complaint. I have committed no offense against you. Why should I be arrested? The messengers all the more hasted to lay hold of him and compel him to go back. Thereupon the poor son, thinking with him himself that though he is innocent yet he will be imprisoned and that uh, now he will surely die he is all the more terrified fades away and falls prostrate on the ground the father seeing his uh, from afar sends word to the messengers i have no need for this man do not uh, bring him by force sprinkle cold water on his face to restore him to consciousness and do not speak to him any farther wherefore the father know that uh, his son's uh, disposition is inferior knowing that uh, his own lordly position has caused the distress to his son yet convinced that um, he is his son tactfully does not say to others this is my son i messengers a messenger say to the son i not set you free go wherever you will the poor son is deliberated thus obtaining the unexpected he rises from the ground and goes a poor hamlet in search of food and clothing then uh, the elder is desiring to attain his son sets up a device secretly he sends two men uh, doleful and shabby in appearance saying you go and visit that place and gently say to the poor man there is a place for you to work here we will hire you for scavenging and we both also will work along with you then the two messengers go and search the poor son and having found him placed before him the above proposal thereupon the poor son having receiving his wages beforehand joined with them in removing a refused hip his father behold the son is struck with compassion for an wonder at him another day he sees at the distance through a window his uh, son figure ground the lawn and oil filthy and unclean uh, with dirt and dust thereupon he takes off his uh, strings of jewels his uh, soft time and puts on uh, a corset Turn on dirty garment smears his body with dust, takes a bucket in his right hand, 
and with uh, an appearance uh, fear inspire says to the laborers get done with your work don't be lazy by such a device uh, he gets uh, near to his son to whom he afterwards say oh my man you stay and work here do not go again elsewhere i will increase your wages give whatever you need bowls uh, utensils rice uh, wet for pour salt uh, vinegar uh, and so on uh, have no hesitation beside there is uh, an old and worn out servant whom you shall be given if uh, you need to him be at easy in your mind i am as uh, it were your father do not be worried again wherefore i am old and advanced in years but you are young and vigorous all the time you have been working you have never been dissatisfied, lazy angry or grumbling i have never seen you like the other laborers with uh, such vices as this from this time forth uh, you should be as my own son therefore the elder gives him a new name and calls him a son then the poor son thought he rejoices at this happening still thinks of himself as a humble hireling for this reason during 20 years he continues to be employed in scavenging. after this period there grows mutual confidence between them and he goes in and out and at his easy tone his about the still in the small hut then the elder becomes ill and knowing that he will die before long says to him to the poor son now i possess abundance of gold silver and precious things and my granaries and treasures are full to overflowing the quantities of these things and the amount which should be received and given i want you to understand in detail such is my mind and you must agree to this my wish wherefore because now i and you are in the same mind be increasingly careful so that there be no loss the poor man accept his instruction and commands and became acquainted with all the goods but has no idea of expecting to inherit as much as a meal while his abide is still the original place and he is yet unable to abandon his sense of inferiority after a short time has again passed the father notices that his son's ideas have gradually been enlarged his aspirations developed and that he despises his previous state of mind on seeing that his own end is approaching he commands his son to come and gather together his relatives and the king's ministers warriors and citizens 
when they are all assembled, he addressed them saying, now gentlemen, this is my son begotten by me. It is over 50 years since from a certain city he left me and ran away to endure loneliness and misery. His uh, former name was so-and-so and my name was so-and-so. At that time in that city, I sought him uh, sorrowfully. Suddenly in this place, I met and regained him. This is uh, really my son and I am really his father. Now all the wealth uh, which I possess belong entirely to my son and all my previous his uh, barsments and receipts are known by this son. Uh, when um, the poor son heard these words of his father, great was his joy at such unexpected news, and thus he thought, without any mind for, or effort in, on my part, these treasures now came of themselves to me. World Hunter One, the very rich elder, is the Tahagaka, and we are all his Buddha's son. The Buddha has always declared that we are his sons, but because of these sufferings in the mind of birth and death, we have borne all kinds of torments and being deluded and ignorant and enjoying our attachments to trifles. Today the world honors one has caused us to ponder over the removal of the dirt of all the varying discussions of inferior things. In this uh, we have hitherto been delineated to make progress and have got as uh, it were a day pay for our effort to reach Nirvana. Obtaining this, we greatly rejoiced and were continued saying to ourselves for our diligence and uh, progress in the Buddha law, what we have received is ample. And uh, the Buddha know that our mind delighted in inferior things by his uh, tactfulness touch according to our capacity, but still we did not um, perceive that we are the really Buddha sons. Therefore, we say that uh, though we had no mind to hope or expect it, yet uh, no one now the great treasure of the king of the law has of itself come to us and such things that Buddha sons should obtain we have all obtained. Father, let's read the quotes from the second Messiah, Reverend Sun and Moon. Parents suffer deeply if their child commits a crime. If he is sent to a jail, the parent would not say you deserve it. Instead, they would forgive their child, sympathize with him, and shed tears of compassion. Such is a parental love. Uh, if their child were sentenced to death, the parents, especially the mothers, would well. They um, would desperately search for some way to save their child 
live event up until the last minute at the execution site. They would gladly trade their own lives for his. That is the precious unchanging love of a parent. In the heart of human parents, uh, if the heart of the human parents move in this way towards their child, children, then do you think that God, the parent of humankind, would do any less? Never. God's love is far greater than human love. Surely the love of God surpasses the love of any earthly parent. God has seen willing to recover humankind even though uh, we deserve to die thousands of times in the realm of death never forget that when god comes to us in the realm of death he brings us sometimes more precious than anything in the world understanding that uh, when he saves us from the realm of death he goes so with anguish and worried heart the claim to claim us from the realm of death, God is willing to sacrifice everything. No matter what happens in human world, God is patient because he is who he is. He sees many tragic and heartbreaking things, yet he remains calm and composed, never losing his dignity. If uh, God were to open his mouth and explain, Press his suffering, he could pour out tragic stories for millions of years, weeping all the while. Would God weep out of self-pity? No, God weeps only for humankind, his children. God is our parent. That is why he loves us, although he is high above us. We can draw an analogy to the parents of a disabled child whose disability is so severe that he cannot recognize their love. The parents feel miserable, yet they cannot help but love their child, even though their child is unable to appreciate uh, even uh, one one hundredth of their love, and um, it uh, grieves their parents to face that they nevertheless uh, love their child, giving all the time they earn to give love 100 times more and when they see that uh, their child is unable to appreciate any of it they experience grief and frustration 100 times more parents earn to love a child who can fully unite with their love but parents uh, of a child who cannot relate to their love experience only pain and sorrow. Truly, there is no greater heart, heartbreak. And now, can you imagine if it were not a matter of only one child lifetime, but uh, forever? That is God miserable and heartbreaking situation trying to love human beings. Where is the supreme relationship between heaven and human beings linking their deepest heart? No matter how high we climb and search, since God is the parent, we human must seek the position of God's children. Hence, in Christianity, God is called the Father and we are called God's children. 
what is the standard of that parent-child relationship? It is below or above the line of the human fall. It cannot be below it. The standard should be above the level of the fall. Even among the fallen people today, whose love is below the line of the fall. The parent-child relationship suffers when children are not beautiful. Imagine then how miserable is it would be for parents who had never fallen. When we think about the difficult relationship between parents and children around us, we can phantom something God's situation. God truly intended to love his children with a love above the line of the fall. How strong would the, that uh, love be? Yet uh, since no one has uh, ever stood above the line of the fall, nobody knows. Heavenly Father has been uh, searching for his lost children for 6,000 biblical years while enduring suffering upon suffering. However, if the children whom he finally found were weak and uh, pathetic, uh, how would he feel? It uh, is uh, conceivable that God might lament. It would have been better had I not found them. Are you confident that you are not children like that? Allow us to feel Thy mercy touch, the touch of our Father who seeks us, carrying the burden of providence of for six thousand years, still though has no cast as aside, although we are foolish and inadequate. So powerful quotes for today. If you have difficulties uh, today, please watch one more time this video. Share this video as we end this billion happy life subscribers marathon. Subscribe. Contact me for consultations, cooperation, or to become a member of Heavenly Parents Holy Community globally. Wish you a great blessed day. Stay happy, healthy. Bye bye.